It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my Chris, pal, and the man of the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Moika. Back. Back from my vacation in Jamaica. Got to talk about the Jets earlier this week and uh, how they disappointed me. But the New York Knicks, while I was gone, apparently disappointed everybody else. But when I came back, seems like I haven't missed a beat. Except for the one Toronto Raptors loss. I will not take any blame for any losses <laughs> while I was gone, but I will, I will gladly take the praise for all the success while I've been back. Since <laughs> Christmas? <laughs> all right. So, so you're good from New Year's Eve on, but, yes. but, but, but you're not <laughs> taking anything since Christmas. Typical, typical. But yeah, man, since you've been gone, uh, I, I had to get on solo here, let out some, some feelings and some thoughts because after that Dallas game, I, I don't know. I, I needed, I needed post game therapy. I needed to be alone. I don't know what I needed, but I, but I, but I needed everything. Uh, I mean, I was at the Christmas game. I didn't expect to win, but we had a chance in that Christmas game. It was unfortunate that we lost. It, it was definitely a good show. And Randall was just unbelievable. And, and, and Mitch Robinson really held his own. But then that Dallas game, I feel like. I feel like I can't remember anything <laughs> before that Dallas game, just in my like Knicks memory, uh, for, because of how excruciating that was, man. What are your Which thoughts one, on the that first game? game or the second game? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, that Dallas game really is like, when you say that it could be either game in all honesty. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, you know, I got to, when I came back, I watched all the games. I rewatched all of them. Uh, caught up to everything, got it into the, Tapped into the fan base, all got a little taste of their reaction throughout that whole five game skid. And to be honest, this is who the Knicks are, man. But I was just so on SNY. Above 500 team. I'll take it. It's above a 500 team, but I was on <laughs> SNY with, uh, with Dexter Henry. Shout out to our guy. And, you know, he asked me about the, the skid and this is up at, this is the day of New Year's Eve when the Knicks were playing the Rockets. And he asked me, like, what were the Knicks struggles? And it was a multi, it's a multitude of things, as I said. It's you lost Grimes. It's based on injuries. It's based on coaching decisions. It's also play, based on players not being able to execute, you know, and you look at throughout that entire stretch, you know, whether it's Tibbs during that Mavs game, like, Hey, man, give it like no one should be playing 50 minutes. Nobody, you know. Maybe you throw Evan Fournier in there, Cam Reddish, somebody. It's not, it's give not, a rest, something. A, or just look with your eyes. Like, forget even the number. Maybe if you didn't realize it's 51, the, McBride, yeah, McBride hit the five out of six free throws. That was spectacular. But dude, he couldn't move. Like, yeah, I don't no, no, like you, and then he had that ridiculous turnover because he's so tired. Like, he literally, that, I never related to an NBA player more in my life. That's me. <laughs> like at the gym, I'm getting After mad tired. Hoops. <laughs> yeah, and I just like do like a, you know, like I'm tired, and I just like really want to score and end this game. I, I do like a crossover into the paint, just some stupid turnover. Like that's <laughs> that's what McBride was doing because he was so tired, man. Yeah, so you have that. 
Then you have Grimes missing the Raptors game, coming back for Bulls, and he wasn't really in it. But during the the Raptors and Bulls games, we're talking about late game execution by your players. And, and then Nick Nurse owns us. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and then you also talk about missing players like Brunson and and RJ for for that stretch, right? And that was difficult, especially in that Spurs game. You saw it. And even like like you just look at all these other games, man, and it's just it's all those things factored into that week. So with me, I, I don't get it stinks. We should have beaten the Mavs. We should have beaten Philly. We should have beaten Chicago. Like those are games that the Knicks <laughs> could have easily won. But at the same time, I look at Philly and Chicago, I'm like, that type of stuff happens. We were in the game, that type of stuff happens all the time. Uh doesn't matter if it's the Knicks or anybody else. I know we always feel like as Knicks fans as a whole, like, why is it always us? But it happens to other teams too. Yeah. I mean, Zion Williamson's out for uh, multiple weeks with a terrible hamstring. I mean, that's, that's devastating, but you talked about RJ. It's life kind of life without RJ here. Without RJ and Brunson, <laughs> the coach doesn't adjust, can't or does not want whatever you, however you want to put it. He won't adjust. But when at least when Brunson's back, like, what do you think about the new look Knicks without RJ? Because I mean, it's, we heard the word laceration. And that means something to us. But then they said broken finger went backwards. <laughs> like, I, so we don't know what's going on there. So let's just assume he's out for someone got to some check time. Luca's fingers, man. Cut <laughs> your nails, bro. Cut your nails. Stop this. <laughs> but life without RJ, in my opinion, is as of right now, it's fine. Like, especially with Brunson back, it's fine. I mean, we just beat, we, we, we just play, uh, Suns? So the Suns. We just defeated the Suns. I mean, the Suns are not barely a real team right now, especially. Yeah, they don't have Devin Booker, so you know it's even Shamit could light even, us up. Honestly, Shamit can't light us up in the Garden. I mean, you know you're you're a bad team. He owns us for the most part. He's one but, of those players. I feel you, but the thing is that even that it was an even team, and we still handled handled business. We got to see when teams are fully healthy. The Suns didn't have Devin Booker and Cam Johnson. Yeah, we didn't have RJ, but I want to see what this team looks like against a fully healthy team without RJ. So the Spurs isn't really going to be a good test either. We should be able to beat them. We better beat them. We better yeah. split that. They want to beat. We want to split the home and home with the Spurs. No problem. If it's Toronto, though, that will probably be a better indicator of going up north. How the Knicks fare without RJ Barrett if he's not back by then? What do you think? What do you? How do you feel about life without RJ? It, it's as of right now, it's like, all right, we're just missing a player. This, like I said, the Suns game is like the really the first one where you like see what it feels like without him because you have Grimes playing small forward. Quickly looked pretty good in the starting in the starting role. Pretty but, good, yeah. Quickly looks amazing. But let's hear your thoughts on uh, on life without RJ. So, I, I beg to differ about the importance of the Spurs game because. Brunson and RJ were missing since Brunson's been back. Yeah, you know, Houston and Phoenix not, not doing so great, but those are blowouts. You well, know what I mean, he wasn't back for Houston. He was only back for the Suns. Oh, okay. He wasn't back for Houston. Right, right. He only came after that. That was his first game back, the new year. He didn't play on. Oh, that I is correct. Yep. That. That's right. That was, that was all, quickly. that was all Julius Randle and Manuel quickly against the Houston. That Rockets. was quickly. Right, right, right. So that's my fault. All right. So I'm, 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 I'm curious as to how he looks versus San Antonio. It, it's an easy win. I agree with you, but nothing's been easy for the Knicks this year. 
Life without RJ, the problem is there's no sub. Like, finally he put Fournier in. But what is what is Fournier? You know what I mean? Like he it's fine. He he can he can hit some threes. He's obviously deficient in defense. He's 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 fine. I mean, he's definitely building up his trade value, which is nice for us, to be honest with you. <laughs> if you want to talk like business for the Knicks, he's building up his trade value. Obviously, Cam Reddish, it's illegal for him to touch the floor. So, you know, at, at least, you know, Fournier's in there, but it's not a good, it's not a good enough solution. Like, to be honest with you, our schedule isn't that bad for pretty much the entire month of January, it feels like. So I, I feel like there's enough time for RJ to finally come back in here and we can sustain with Fournier. But it really doesn't matter because how good Brunson is, obviously, but how good IQ's been off the bench or when he starts. How good Grimes has been. Like, what do you think about these lineups? I'm gonna throw it back to you. What do you think about these lineups with Brunson, IQ, and Grimes that 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 were thrown out there? And then sometimes they sprinkle that in with Sims and Mitch. You know, it's it's been interesting. It's definitely been interesting. I mean, you were at that game yesterday against the Suns, but from what from one game, from one sample size, where you don't we see life without RJ. And now you have Grimes back too. It looked good, but so like I said, nasty. Grimes is so nasty. But once again, it comes back to: can we see that over a larger sample size to get a better indication of what that looks like? Because you know, Quickly's defense is up there. His shooting was good. The thing is, the thing with Quickly is: can he be a consistent enough shooter to be in that starting rotation? Right? Like if that was the case, if you had no RJ and his Quickly, can he be a consistent enough shooter? And we've seen it. Ebbs and flows for him being a shooter. Same thing with being a a facilitator. The more playmaking you have, the more shooting you have in that starting rotation, it's obviously better. Obviously better. But off a one-game sample size, looked awesome. But I need to see more to be like, you know, all right, not RJ, all this type of stuff, uh, that conversation. But quickly, it looked awesome, man, especially without Jalen. Like, he did a good job against Mavs when it came to playmaking. Talk about 15 assists. We have him putting up over 30 points against the Spurs. You know, he, he shot really well. Uh, what do you have against the Spurs? He had 36 points. Quickly's been on a tear, man. He's, he's been dope. He's been dope in the starting rotation and having Brunson back to allow quickly to be that off ball guard. Like what we saw with Derrick Rose as a rookie. It's way better. Yo, it's, it's so nice. But listen, everything is nice and everything is easy when Julius Randle is, is getting 20 points every first quarter, sometimes every first half, ending games with 40 every game. It's, it's unbelievable. Like Julius Randle, the way he's playing right now is actually unbelievable. Shout out to, uh, the guy in, in my section, section 111, he wears the, he's been wearing his Randall jersey every single game. He gets, he's the, he started the chant. Like he's the one that started the MVP chant. He's every game. He's going nuts for Randall. I'm, I'm so happy for that guy. Honestly, like I'm more, I'm more happy for that guy than I am for Randall, to be honest with you. He is the catalyst of this team. And if you're still a Randall hater, log off, take off your jersey. Switch it out for a Brooklyn Nets jersey. They're on a winning streak. Go enjoy. Honestly, if you're if you're hating on, on Julius Randle, if you're saying trade Julius Randle, like just w- go buy a Kevin Durant jersey. And do, honestly, do me a favor because Julius Randle is going to be our power forward for I would say at least the next three years. 
He's he is without him. Right now we're talking six seven seed. That's where we belong. Without him, we are talking Wimbayama. <laughs> so I don't, you know, so I don't, I don't know what the issue is. We could be talking Wimbayama without Jalen Brunson too, in all honesty. So you need both of them. I mean, you saw like life without Brunson was not pretty, dude. It was it's not true. pretty. Okay. No playmaking. You saw when Brunson came back, his ability to get into the teeth of the defense, find his teammates, easily got six points and 24 points and six assists and 24 points. And you got to wonder like, how you, you you don't even got to wonder. You just see how important he is. That that's there's a reason why the Knicks were able to stomp out the Suns yesterday and hold them to uh, to 83 points. Like Brunson being back is also makes life a lot easier for Randall to focus on what he does best, which is being a scorer. And the other thing is that he's playing defense, man. And like shout out to Randall playing. How can you not play defense when you're going 28, 16, and 6, dude? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you better be playing, you know, he's hype, man. He's playing very well, man. Like, you can't, you can't knock what Randall has been doing this season. Um, just, you know, I even wrote about it for KnicksFanTV.com. The interesting part is that his shot diet has really changed where he's close to 50, 50 when it comes to shooting from behind the arc, man. He's shooting about 43%, 45%. Like, that's just three pointers. 45% of his shots he's taking is three pointers. And he's doing a damn good job of that. Look, Julius Randle on the season is averaging 24 points. He's getting about 10 rebounds, close to four assists. Okay. Like Randall has just been otherworldly. He's, I think he's better than what he did two seasons ago as an all star because you can actually say that he's a stretch four right now. Over the last 10 games, he's shooting 37% from three on a high volume. You know what I mean? So yeah, I give kudos to Randall doing, doing an excellent job. One, one thousand percent definitely deserves to be an all star this season. The way oh, he's performing. 100%, he's one of the 100%. best power forwards out there. I'm Brunson, dude. Brunson too, man. Brunson too. Brunson is in an all star uh, conversation as well. So how about this? Is Mitch in the conversation? No. Defensive <sighs> player. He's in, he's in defense. He's in defensive player conversation. Mm. He's not even in like the coaches, like. Maybe add you in later, center, center you got talk. Embiid. Uh, man, that's tough. You got Embiid. You got Jared Allen. Um, that's tough. Yeah, those two that, are in. Who else? Who else you got? I mean, it depends how you look at Evan, uh, Evan Mobley, how you look at Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, I think they just do forwards now. Yeah, because they, they don't do centers. Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't yeah. do centers. So oh, they're that's pro- true. like, that's good the point. Thing. Good point. Good point. Good point. Um, but yeah, I like Mitch. I think Mitch, like in defensive category, like defensive player, he's definitely gonna get some votes. I Yo, they're giving th- him, they're giving him this, this ball, uh, the ball so he could put his back to the basket every, every beginning of the game. I'm gonna start taking Mitch Robinson first person to score every single game. They're giving him one play. They're, they're, they're allowing the, him. How about the between the leg dribble, bro? <laughs> how about the, oh, pass? he's starting, he's starting to be. In, in some weird way, like our version of Shaq, like he, he's goofy off the field, like off the court. Like we don't mind the way he does stuff and he gets ridiculous numbers and we don't even realize, you know what I mean? Obviously he's not, doesn't have the offense that, 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 but he just has like that goofy center feel. Like he's just very jovial. And he's, what you want, he, he's what you wanted all along, John, another Tyson Chandler. It's perfect. 
It's Here perfect. He, he does everything I need, dude. The blocks he gets. The thing is, he his falls are he falls so hard. Every time he falls to the ground, like he had a couple falls in in this last week stretch, where he gets up limping. You know the way he does. Like <laughs> he just like waddles back, and I just get yeah. so nervous. Yo, he's been playing. Yo, his his defense is uh, is. On another level. He's so disciplined too, man. He's been so disciplined, not getting foul trouble. He's going to get some votes for defensive player of the year. I would think, but I think that we got to check out his defensive teams. That's where he's going to definitely. I'm down for Michigan. That's where I think he's going to actually get recognition is on defensive team. He definitely should be. Was it? I think there's, there's, is it two or three teams? There's three teams. I feel like you should believe there's three. Can we, speaking of the center though, can we, Make it we legal? Make it absolutely illegal to sub in Hardenstein for Mitch Robinson ever again? Like the it's not allowed. Like you know what I mean? Like just like ban, yeah, I, I've ban been, the I've sub. Been saying trade him, trade him. Listen, I, fit. we can't trade him yet because we don't have a backup power forward until Obi comes back, which brings up the news today that he's doubtful for the Spurs, which is great news. I've never been so happy to see a doubtful in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it's positive. He's been out for a while. If Obi comes back and back to like full Obi minutes, we got to trade Hart because Hart can't go in for Sims and it's, it's a travesty for him to go in before Obi. If Obi's healthy, it's just, he just doesn't fit what we're doing, man. He really just doesn't fit what the Knicks are trying to do. He doesn't give you that same defensive intensity. He's not the rim protector. You got floaters though. He's got floaters. I mean, that's <laughs> cool, but you know, we don't even really use him for an offensive like that. On offense, I mean, like that. So yeah, we don't have an offense. That's why <laughs> we just say, yo, you, Randall, you do it. Okay. Okay. Yo, Brunson, you figure it out. All right. It's funny, right? It's <laughs> like the Knicks don't really have that traditional offense, but for some reason, they've been still good at when it comes to the scoring. So. Do what you keep doing, and I don't know how it works. Like they're 16th right now. They're they're hovering around middle of the NBA. Well, they've been getting rebounds. Yep. Second chance. They've been getting second chance points. They've been moving in transition, and they've been playing solid defense. And when you force bad shots and you get a rebound, that's a turnover. And they move the ball when you have a point guard. When you don't have a point guard, you see we're stagnant. Even when it was IQ. Also, IQ didn't help himself in that game, just shooting very poorly. You know, <laughs> without Brunson, it didn't help. So I'm sure if he has more of those games, he'd be able to kind of correct it. You know what I mean? Without Brunson. But either way, man, I'm excited about this Knicks team. Uh, listen, up, up until, let's say for the next 12 games, we're versing sloppy Eastern Conference teams besides the Spurs. We got Toronto, and then obviously Milwaukee, and then Indiana, Washington, Detroit, Toronto, yikes. Washington, Atlanta, Toronto again, yikes. I mean, those, besides the, the three Toronto losses that look like they're looming in here, and the Milwaukee game that looks tough, that's a, that's a solid 12-game stretch here. And I don't know if RJ's going to be back. So my question to you, how do you think the Knicks are going to fare here, man? Do you, are, are the Knicks contenders or pretenders at this current record? Because in, in the next 12 games, it might even out. You know, I guess that's a choice, but I feel like, I feel like we could hit a hot streak coming up here. You need to hit that hot streak with RJ back. Um, you think we can't do it until he comes back? 
It might be like a month, dude. I'm nervous about it. There's been no updates. You still like the thing is, is that unless you think Grimes can be that potent on offense, which you know that Mavericks game. I'm gonna tell you this right now. <laughs> Allen Houston light. No, not even Allen. I, I think he, I think he, I, I'm not gonna go there, but there's definitely something there, man. There's there's like I feel like there's all star potential in Quentin Grimes. I think year four is what we're gonna really see Quentin Grimes because he was like last season we're like all right. This guy's a rookie. He's contributing. Put up 30, what was it, like 27, 30 some odd points against the Bucks. Um, now that he's back, you see how efficient he is on offense. Like it is now that he's in, now that he's gotten some games under his belt, he's efficient on offense, a playmaker. He had five assists against the Suns, man. Like we're not even talking about his playmaking that is advanced, but yet Basic at the same time, if that makes sense. It's basic because it's the same. For the most part, it's how he's been getting most of his assists with those like dump off passes in the paint to the center for them to get easy dunks. But it's advanced because not a lot of guys can make that quick read and like getting the opponent like to lock in at such a late time and then finding that guy, whether it's passing behind the back of the, the center or just quickly dishing it to the side, the no looks. It's it's pretty advanced stuff that he's doing for a year two player. So I'm very high on Quentin Grimes, man, for what he can do. Hell I yeah. think and, and with that, without RJ, if he can show that he could be a solid third option on this team, then yeah, the Knicks could hit a could could hit a streak. Um but he would need to be given that freedom from Tom Thibodeau to be doing step backs. You know, we saw some step back threes, but little he needs, Fournier, he needs a little more freedom to, to learn to from Fournier in practice, huh? It was way better than Fournier's. <laughs> His step backs, dude, that's the one thing Fournier is nasty at. One dribble, fadeaway three. He's kind of nasty at that. It looks better. I'm saying it looks better. I didn't say he's good at it yet, but he looks better. <laughs> it just looks nicer. <laughs> you just like him more, man. This is not, not, the beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. You just love, we just like cries more than Fournier. I mean, it's not hard to. I mean, he also plays. Think about it, dude. He, against Dallas, he he was guarding Luka Doncic, even though he wasn't successful. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone guarded. Down. I don't think anyone guarded Luka. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, like, he played hard nosed defense all those minutes and still had 30 points, 30 plus Facts. points. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That that we cannot overlook. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. All there's right, a, there's more there. All right, talk about overlook. We got Spurs at home at the Toronto man. Whoa, 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 hold on one second. Hold on one second. How, what do you do? You think the Knicks are pretenders? Well, that's what I'm. That's that, that, that's what I'm saying. So at so we better beat the Spurs, right? So so we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna be have a little cushion there, and then I think we're gonna lose two straight. So I I I think we're all gonna be reeling. I think I think we're everybody's gonna be freaking out. Uh, you know, we, it, not a good time when one Donovan Mitchell put up seventy-one points. Exactly, we're gonna have that going on. We can, we're gonna lose in Toronto. We're gonna come back at home, and Giannis is gonna put a number on us, 
And it's going to be a tough little stretch here. We're going to be talking about Tibbs. We're going to be talking about much we miss RJ. So there's going to be some turmoil. All right. So, you know, so the Spurs game is very important for some cushion because I really don't feel good about the next two games. And then there's going to be a very important home game versus the Pacers on that Wednesday, January 11th. You going to be there? I don't know. I might, I might have to, man. I might have to because this is a very pivotal game in our, in our little, our little schedule here. John, it's not only pivotal. We're talking about a rival. We're talking about. I hate this. I hate the Pacers. Yeah, I hate the Pacers. And now we got, and now we got, now we got the, the, the Wally Zerbiak. Oh no, dude. If Halliburton goes off because of Wally Zerbiak, I'm never going to forgive Wally ever. I'm, I'm, I'm going to become a Wally hater. I'm telling you, you right now. You better tweet that out if he does go off. That guy. I'm going to be so mad. Everybody's going to everybody's going to point that out. If Halliburton goes off, it's going to be Wally Zerbiak's head, and he knows it. <laughs> Good grief. I hope, hopefully, Wally's not even calling the game. I hope everyone's smart enough to not even have Wally on the sideline. Yo, speaking of speaking of people calling the game, I mean, this is, you know, I mean, it, it, he was the national uh, ESPN radio guy for for a little bit of time, but now he's back to ESPN New York with Bart. We're talking Alan Hahn, who called his first couple of games in Texas. He's speaking of calling games. To be honest with you, I know Clyde, and, and, and he's the legend, and he's got his Clydeisms, and it's cool. And anybody with Mike Breen is awesome. But yo, Mike Breen and Alan Hahn was awesome, dude. He because he's talking like us, like we consume Alan Hahn. He listens to us. He talks like. I need Alan on, uh, on way more, uh, play by plays. He was great. Less of Wally, more of Alan on. That would be, that, that's now, a, that'd be man, really important bro. for the Knicks. Hans the man. I mean, he, he, I mean, he's been covering the Knicks. He's a Knicks fan who's been able to cover the Knicks for such a long time. That's, that's a dream, right? You could be a and fan. He's a Jets and, and he's a Jets and Yankees fan. So everything's, and he's everything's a Jets okay. and Yankee fan too. Um, so I got the two though. That's the thing. I know it's okay. It's okay. Islanders fans, there's nothing you can do. But yeah, so I got us. I got us at two and two, winning the by the back end here. Start with the Spurs win, two L's. So Knicks will be twenty two and twenty, is what you're saying. I, I like that. Go it, and then we have a bunch of disgusting games. Washington, Detroit. Home versus Toronto uh, on a Monday at three o'clock on Martin Luther King Day. Maybe we finally win it. Maybe we finally get over the Nick Nurse hump. That'd be fantastic because we play them again and we win three hey, times in January. We stomped out the Suns for a matinee game. In fact, we've been getting better in matinees, man. We've been getting better. So we should we slow, we have a nice stretch here. We have a nice stretch because dude, it gets bad in the end of January into February before the break. It gets bad. Schedule gets difficult, so we have we have to strike here, and it's. It's a good time to strike here because, as we said, Fournier, little uh, little trade value. We're going to trade Cam Reddish. The, the trade deadline is coming up at the, in February, so it, it's going to be interesting. Hardenstein, you're trying to trade him. Like this is a good time please for get the him Knicks, off this team. But please. it's going to that means the Knicks have, I have to keep winning. Nothing against Hardenstein. Just please get him off this team. Or if you're going to trade Obi. You know what I'm saying? Because Obi's coming up in trade talks. All right, this is it. The big, actually, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, uh, we got some trade talks <laughs> that we got to talk about before we get out of here. All right, wait. First, first, before you do that, just give me what you give me what you think in the next four games, and then we'll, we'll talk Obi. Three and one. Where? What's your three? Uh, 
Oh wait. Oh, we're going. Ah, uh, never mind. Never mind. Change it out. Change it up. Change it up. Wait. Spurs. What do you got to, versus we're going Spurs up to at Milwaukee? Home. Right. Spurs at home, winning. At Toronto, losing. Home versus Milwaukee, losing that one. Home versus the Pacers, we're winning that one. Okay, so we have the same exact. Okay, four. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. Ob trade. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, two and two. Sorry, I was thinking about. I don't know why I had yesterday's game in my mind, but Obi, I don't know if you saw this, bought on heavy.com. Sean, uh, let me make sure I'm not butchering my man's name over here. <laughs> All right. He works, he writes for heavy.com. Uh, he came up with a recent article. His name is, why am I losing it? Why am I losing it? Here we go. Sean De- Devney, Sean Devney of, uh, Heavy.com, he's an NBA insider. Got some, uh, spoke to an NBA executive who said the Knicks and the Pacers have had talks about trading one Obi Toppin. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, actually, I do know how I feel about that. I don't like that at all. But, uh. <laughs> it depends. Yes. It depends on the, the price. But my initial instinct being a Knicks fan, them being the Pacers. I don't like it. But as you said, it all depends on the price. And they got three first rounders this year. They got theirs. They got the Celtics. And they got the Cavs. Now, obviously the Cavs and the Celtics are not going to be that bad. But still, if you get one or maybe two, depending on the, the trade, Talking about draft capital with potentially move up in this draft. Maybe get somebody that could be that guy for this team. So you'd be okay with taking like Duarte and, and a pick for well, Obi? I think it, Duarte because it's not going to be Turner or Heald. <laughs> yeah, no, no. If, if it's, if it's going to be like Duarte and a pick for Obi and so you can flip that pick in a trade, I think Obi's more valuable than that. To be honest with you, I think what that get o- two. What if the package is much more different and you get two picks? Two first round picks. I might then be searching for my backup power forward somewhere else first. You know what I mean? If I'm the Knicks, because who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna be backup power forward? Especially if we're getting rid of Hartenstein and we don't want him there. So you have to fill in the hole as well. You, like this, we're not sellers, even though this would be selling a player. So it, it's interesting for me. I don't think there's an urgency to trade either one. However, Obi's value is probably higher now, which is crazy as it sounds, than if he stays on the team all year and does and just gets put in like the 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 hole here because you know Randall's really good <laughs> and he's you know eating up the minutes and now it's like uh. A play OB chant, you know, at MSG again, cause he's a really nice guy. Like every game he goes to, there's people that come over from Dayton and he always like signs stuff for them and he always hooks people up in the stands and brings them down. Like everyone likes Obi and pregame access. He's always signing stuff for kids. Everyone loves Obi Toppin. So getting rid of him for Duarte and a pick, that's disgusting. Two picks. I don't want that. If you're talking OB for like a real player. Like who? Kyle Kuzma? Who's gonna be tough because he's gonna be a free agent, so that's that kind of sucks for me. You know what I mean? It's gonna, gonna be about twenty million annually. 
That, I don't want a rental for Obi. That's tough. I don't. I wouldn't do that. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of who I'd want as a backup power forward. Or are we just going to fill in something else? Well, here's the thing, right? Is that if you keep Obi, you got then this is going to be his peak, honestly, of like potential value because you have one more year to have him under contract on a rookie contract. If you want to get a good look at him, have him for training camp and partially this season and part of the season, I should say, that you can get that intel. You could try to win him over, say, this is why you should stay here. You could resign him. You have him under control. Otherwise, if you just trade him by the trade deadline next year, you get him for a short stint. You don't really get to learn much about him. You know, it's, it's honestly the gripe that I have with not playing Cam Reddish as much as they did, because in my opinion, it's wasted value. All right. Let me ask you this. And I'm looking up his contract as we speak. What do you think about Tobias Harris? Yeah. He's also a rental. Damn, making 39. And he, oh man, what is he doing? Is he coming off the bench? <laughs> That's the thing, man. It's, 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 it's Tobias Harris, that guy who's like, all right, I'm ready to come off the bench now. Can like, I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? If we're trading Obi, I want to package RJ Barrett and Obi Toppin for a star small forward, a star wing. That's what I would want. Who? St- I'm going to ask you who's that, who's that player? I don't know if he exists. We actually had this call on Knicks Fan TV last night where Carr came in and said, you know, they're watching the team right now. They like everybody, but they say RJ is that position that you're probably going to have to replace, which I don't think they're far off in saying, and I like RJ. I think like RJ hasn't even fully developed yet. He's still very young. Um, but when you're a team, you don't, you're not afforded that chance to get to the prime and then see what they are and then be like, all right, we don't want this guy anymore and then move him off and then deal with whatever the value is, right? You're not mm-hmm. usually afforded that opportunity. So with that in mind, do you see him like, you know, for, for RJ, who do you, if you want to do that, if you want to upgrade the wing, do you do you make that decision of like all right who are the wings out there do you do you make that trade of like all right we're gonna give up a couple picks trade Obi RJ but you're not gonna trade RJ this season because you can't he's he a poison pill yeah exactly so what team is gonna do that so then you can't trade Obi then you keep him it's not time to trade Obi then we keep him we have to keep him the whole year to be honest with you because that that that's that's where like for example. After this season, I know we're talking a little fantasy here, but after this season, if the Suns continue what the Suns are doing, changing ownership, playing terribly, stuck with DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul doing okay, but he's old. I think the Suns would pick up the phone if we said, yo, Devin Booker for RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, and a couple picks. I I think they'd be stupid not to do that trade, honestly, if I'm the Suns. And, and there might be a, a couple a situations time. like that. He's just extended for a long time, so they don't have anything. I, I would say that's more likely once Chris Paul is done. In my opinion. Once yeah. Chris Paul is done playing on the Suns and they realize they don't have 
that all-star caliber point guard that can orchestrate the offense and command the floor in that manner. I mean, next year, next year is his last guaranteed season. Yeah. So, so they might, I mean, they might, you know, they might, they might try to just change it up. Or his last year. This is new ownership, right? This is new ownership. They're going to make that decision on how they want to run this team and get a feel for the entire landscape players wise. You think they're going to pick up a $30 million, 2024, 25 Chris Paul option? That'd be reckless. Hey. (laughs) <laughs> We've seen stranger things in the NBA. <laughs> oh, that'd be reckless, man. He's he's played for 17 years already. But he's still playing at a high level. He's gonna be 39. Yeah. Still All playing right. at a high level. I don't know. For me, so, though, on the Obi situation, I love Obi, but if I'm hearing two picks, I'm thinking about flipping those two picks to move up in the draft and find somebody. Oh no, dude. Uh yeah, no. I, I love Obi. You know, Obi Hive, man. Obi Hive over here. I'm not doing that. I'm we only trading everybody. I'm trading Obi and RJ in a package deal in the offseason. That 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 would that would be my my thinking there. For a solid for a star small star wing to to line up with Mitch, Randall, Grimes, and Brunson. Because that's the piece. That's what I wish someone I wish like I wish someone could just say that to RJ, like, dude, look at the people around you. Just be this player. Just be like Jimmy Butler. Can you just be like Jimmy Butler? Like, just do nothing. Just watch Jimmy Butler tape all day long and just try to be that. If you do that, you, and you just hit your threes, like, you'd be a perfect position here. Just stop trying to be the star. It's just an, uh, I don't know. It's annoying. And anyway, that, that, that's how, that's how I think it, it should play out. RJ's been good when he's healthy. I just think a star small forward there would make a difference. Like, for example, if it was Donovan Mitchell, I know it's too late now, but say it was Obi and RJ for Donovan Mitchell right now, like in the off season, you would do that. Maybe because he's a shooting guard, small forward. I know, but if so, if more of a bona fide small forward, you would do it like like Booker, but he's also a shooting guard. So I guess it's the same idea. The, the, the real the real prototype that everyone's looking for and that I would be looking for is someone like Tatum. Yeah, well, he's not going anywhere. So I'm, I don't even, I don't saying, even think about him. I'm not him. saying Tatum exactly, but yeah. you're looking for that type of archetype of player, like six seven, can guard yeah. multiple positions, good shooter, knows how to attack the rim. That's that's the guy you're looking for. Yeah, I'm sure if the Nets will trade us Kevin Durant, we'll we'll talk. But I just I just don't think that's uh. But that's what I'm saying. Like you're, you're talking about that position. Those are the guys that you're looking for because you got to think about when you're at that when you're at that spot, you're guarding. That's usually like your top score, man. That's the most versatile player next to some of your guards on the floor. So it's a tough position, tough position to find. Yeah. I mean, OG is still around. If, 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 if we're trading OG for OB in some sort of fashion, I'll take that all day. Is OG that guy that puts you over the edge? Honestly, if, if <laughs> say it if out we, loud, John. If we traded RJ Barrett straight up for OG, we would be six wins better. Interesting. Because he knows his role. He's a, he's a beast, dude. He always averaged like 19 and seven or something. He's a monster, dude. He plays his price for OG right now, according to Zach Lowe, is just insane. Was it? They said, uh, OG could get a Donovan Mitchell esque type package. 
Yeah, but that's yeah, we refuse to trade RJ and Obi. Yeah, so that's the package. Nineteen he's averaging close to nineteen points, shooting thirty five percent from three, forty seven percent from the field, getting you about six rebounds. Oh, I was close. I had nineteen and seven. I mean, he's a beast, man. Him and Randall is so nice, especially and then you have Grimes on the other side of you. That's a defensive powerhouse. And then uh, and then you're anchored by a solid team. Yeah. Anchored by Mitch Robinson and Jalen Brunson, dude. It's fire. Especially if you keep quickly on that bench. As you're like bona fide six man. That's a real team. Jericho Sims, hopefully he's allowed to sub in at the five. (laughs) I mean, it's a real squad. The question is, can Obi take his game to another level? I like OG too because he is a versatile defender. He can guard one through four. Send RJ to Canada for OG. That's my Ooh. That's that's my off season goal. I like OG. OG's nice. Yeah, and it's and 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 it, that's not an indictment on RJ. Like to to one to like you're we're upgrading here. Like we have to add stuff to you in order to get OG. It's not like you know what I mean. It's not like we're letting you go. Like he's a upgrade. My question is, and like, he goes to a better high, coach. How high is OG's ceiling? Because he doesn't need to. Doesn't he, no, doesn't it does need to. If you're going to make a Donovan Mitchell-esque trade for OG, there has to be a high ceiling. He just needs to be a he just needs to be a solid small forward in, on this team, man. He doesn't need to be a star. That's exactly what we don't need. We don't need someone who needs the ball in their hand. We already have that in Randall. Ooh. Nah, Randall needs now, a ball in his hand. Brunson needs a ball in his hand. Grimes could spot up shoot. Mitch Robinson does never need to touch the ball ever. You're telling like, we me we can't have a Rand- small forward. You're you telling me small... that Randall is going to be that catalyst? No, dude. No, but he needs the ball. You can't have someone who comes in at small forward and demands the more of the ball and wants to shoot more. That's going to ruin everything. It's going to ruin Randall's touches and, and how he likes to play basketball. It's going to ruin Brunson and how he likes to play basketball. And it's not going to affect Grimes and Mitch, but it, it's going to affect, it's going to affect those guys. That's why OG's perfect. He doesn't need the know, ball. Man. He could spot up shoot. He gets the boards. He plays. He he could deal up the best player on the team. What do you? What else do you want? He hustles. I mean, they said the same thing about. I mean, even even though Quay lost some touches out in Golden State, I would still say that this team needs a bona fide superstar to even get close to competing. If you're going to make that type of move, oh, I think OG puts us in the conversation in the East. Really. Yeah, dude, the East isn't that crazy. But so, I, I, I mean, I don't want to tell you. Of, I, okay, who's stopping Giannis? Dude, we could we could have a, a legit game against Milwaukee, like with OG and Randall and Mitch Robinson against Brooke Lopez, and who knows about Chris Middleton? Like we we usually compete decently with Milwaukee and with Brunson. Like we, yeah, Giannis, best player in the in the league. I agree. He could drop forty, but I still think we could easily compete with Milwaukee. Like I'm not saying we could, we're better than them. I'm just saying now we're in the that's the best team, right? And then the Nets, that's the number two team, and then Celtics, that's number three. Okay, fine, they're juggernauts. Other than that, uh, the Nets are the Knicks are going to be right there if if OG is 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 on the team, in my opinion. Like we're right there. Like you can't tell me that Philly is that much better than us. Miami, uh, Atlanta, any of these Cavs. We're right there with the Cavs. Like honestly, this team would compete with the with the Cavs team, in my in my opinion. I mean, all the Cavs are nasty and they have all stars everywhere. And Donovan Mitchell drop seventy one, 
I love Evan Mobley and Kevin Love's off the freaking bench. And you know what I mean? We have Obi Toppin off the bench. It's not even a competition. You know what I mean? So I'm with you. They have a better squad, but we'd compete, in my opinion. That'd be a nice series. Right now, it's not even close. I get you, but once again, it's the, the whole point is that I get I, I agree with the fact of competing. The process We're better though, than is Philly. That you're gonna have to trade a Donovan Mitchell esque type package to get OG. One, that's too much for a guy who's not even a top 25 guy in this league. My second thing is you're still going to need somebody who in crunch time is that dude. OG isn't that dude. Randall's not even that. Randall's great in the first. Randall's that guy. I made this analogy. Randall's that guy that gets you between the 20s on the football field. He'll do all that stuff. Am I giving him that last shot? No. You want the red zone guy. Brunson is that guy in the clutch moment. But even Brunson has his limitations, man. So that's why I'm looking at if you're going to go for this type, if you're going to trade somebody like that, if you're going to go make that type of investment, I need somebody who's going to be a high efficient scorer at the same time you. can be that dog. I that's feel what you I'm want saying. that. I feel you, bro. You want the closer. You want the superstar closer, but yeah. I just don't know if he's walking through that door. Even in a trade, just doesn't exist. I, I agree. I also want, I also hey, want man, Tatum. I'll just say this. I would like to take Tatum and put him on my, as my small forward. I'll say this. I'm looking at Dallas right now. That team stinks. All right. They are not trading Luca. They wouldn't trade Luca for 18 first round picks. I'm pretty sure. My man. I'm just saying. (laughs) All right. Just so you know. Who, who, we got Harper, Tyson Chandler, Jalen Brunson, traded KP over there. I'm just saying, Knicks and Dallas have done so many deals in the past. I would not, it, it is, it is, I, I know it is pie in the sky. Yes. Dreaming. I hear you 1000%. Video producer Greg, but, we have a new crazy person, but <laughs> I will say this. Crazier things have happened. That the, the Knicks trading for a superstar. Now would actually be the craziest thing that's ever Man, happened. It's like, never happened. He could it's demand a trade. He could demand a trade tomorrow. If the team's like, yo, I, I do not. You like just said it's not, you said it wouldn't be the craziest thing that happened. It would be the craziest thing to happen in Knicks history. So trading for an active superstar. That's never happened. Hey, different management. Okay, I'm just like, you know, it would be the craziest thing that's ever happened in Knicks history. We only sign players to max contracts when they're injured and over the hump or trade for superstars and get fleeced on trades when they're all too you old. like Julius Randle, right? I like Julius Randle. That he was, was a free agent signed that came here, right? Two-time All-Star. He's about to be a two-time All-Star with the New York Knicks. Yeah, we got it for cheap. How many that times have we had... How many that times was a superstar acquisition. Has he been durable? Has he been durable? Yeah, he's been great. How many times have we gotten that? A, a durable power forward? No, I, a durable I, player that's a two-time all-star. <laughs> I don't even know. It's, it's Alan Houston probably, right? He was durable for most of his career here. Yeah, but I'm sure that was probably our last two-time all-star. You could, at least, you could at least say for Randall for his entire stint Mello. here with the New York Knicks, he's played... 90% of the season. I love Julius Randle. But I'm saying he wasn't a super, he's not a superstar acquisition. The Knicks don't do that. That would be insane. If the but Knicks I'm just saying, no, my whole a, point, my whole point is that Knicks usually don't get a good free agent. They're usually not durable. Julius Randle, for as much as everybody wants to trade him, which is a fair conversation to have, but <laughs> I disagree. it is a fair conversation to have. <laughs> but the thing is that you, how many times have the Knicks been that lucky to go get a two-time all-star in free agency and sign him, by the way, for under max money. Yeah, no, it was a good, that was a great signing. 
Didn't we get? It was a great signing, but last year everyone hated him. So I don't know if that's really that. Uh, that's not. None of this is equivalent to trading for Luka Doncic. The no, my point, John, my point, John, is not trading for the star. The, you know, the whole thing has been Knicks can't do this, Knicks can't do that. The whole history of like, woe is me, of like, we don't get the guy, we don't get the free agent, no t- we don't do anything yeah. right. The trades is crazy. That's cra- that's a crazy. Yeah, but that's a crazy ask, dude, to, to trade for a bona fide superstar like from why? Like, who just signed a supermax? Like that's has a supermax ever even been traded? I mean, like, you're asking for a lot here. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm like, it's not, this is not a Julius signing, Randall tra- signing. This is training for a guy who dropped 60 points <laughs> two days ago. You know, I don't I, know, man. I saw, I saw, I saw the Boston Celtics trade, uh, Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie Irving, which my, pa- my opinion was not a fair exchange, but it happened. Yeah. But what he, Forced to trade and you're saying that's the same. He didn't have a super max. All right. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk. I would love, uh, I would love if Luka Dodgers came to the Knicks. <laughs> that's your solution. I'm, I'm just, just saying, don't <laughs> we can't, we got to stop doing the, it's the same old Knicks. They can't do this. We got two free agents. All right. Once again, regardless of how you feel, you got two free agents that are playing all star caliber level. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't believe that you're taking, you're hyped about Julius Randle like this. What a turn. I mean, just from like, just from a month ago. Um, now oh, you're man, like, he's playing, you're like, he's playing, he's playing <laughs> basketball yeah. the way I've wanted him to play basketball. All right. If he, if he continues to do this, I'll be a happy person. If he goes back yeah. to doing the old ways, just getting numbers and all that, I'm not going to. Then like he's it. a bad signing. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> I mean, Brunson, you could say, but we also tampered for that. I mean, it really, it is the same old Knicks, man. There's tampering all around the league, man. There ain't no, Bulls tampered, Miami tampered. Come on, man. It all happens. Tampering, the tampering rule is such a, such a BS code that they have. It's, it's nonsense. Well, these guys aren't even talking during regular season. Yo, man, it's, that'd be pretty dope. I'm just saying we do, we, every, everything we do, there's an issue. We can't, like, there's always a bump in the road, like for the Knicks. Like even, yeah, I'm, the only thing that's been good so far, a knock on wood, has been the Brunson signing and second tier. I'm going to go, I'll go with, with the Mitch. I think those so far have gone, the Mitch extension have gone really like clear. Obviously the draft of IQ and Grimes have been immaculate as well. How many times have you, can we say that? Nick's usually flop on a draft. I mean. Say what you want about RJ. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, he's not a flop, bro. Come on now. You think RJ's a flop? I don't think he's a flop, but would you rather have any of the guys around him instead? Oh, would you rather have Jalen Brunson? Or would you have Darius Garland? Brunson all day. Okay. Would you rather? I mean, I would love John Morant. Yeah. We weren't going to be able to draft we can't. him. I, I, yeah. We weren't in the position to draft yeah, to, yeah, uh, Zion either. Yeah, I know. So the guys after that, who are you looking at besides uh, Garland? I mean, there's a couple of guys who went in the R.J. Barrett uh, draft. I mean, obviously, if you want, you want to do the redraft right now. Let's do I'm it. Down. I'm down. Let's, to do the redraft. Let's pull it up. This is a very interesting pod. <laughs> well, it just got off the rails. Though. I mean, you did this whole like Knicks. Well, like we can do it. Anything's possible. And then you say we're going to trade for. The best player in the league. I mean, that, that just can't be anywhere in our, in our brain set. Like that's a problem where we value 
players too much. Like, yeah, let me trade Obi Toppin and this and some picks for Luka Doncic. Like, no, like we can get OG maybe if we like kind of overpay for him. Like that's that's where that's where that's where it's really at. And like and now we're we're taking we're we're hyped about the fact that we signed Randall. We're like two a month and a half ago. I would get crucified every time I would say his name in a positive manner. Now, now we're getting hyped about it. It's just, it's interesting. So around him, oh God, oh wow, they're all so bad. Okay, so this is a bad draft class. So I'm saying, man, like everyone's like, well, it's just know, Cam. It's just really Cam Johnson, but that's whatever. I think I'd probably rather have RJ. So yeah, like I'm saying, Darius Garland. That's the that's the one. That's the only other guy I'll, I'll actually take on that list. Like, no, don't tell me, I, like, it's not Cam, it's not Rui, it's not Jackson Hayes, it's not Kobe White. All right. The boy Tyler Harrow. Uh, it's not Jarrett Culver. It's not PJ Washington. It's not Tyler Hero. It's not Romeo Langford. Jordan Poole, maybe, but that was 28th. He wasn't the third pick. Maybe. I like Jordan Poole, but honestly, Bobo, I'll take him. I'll take him third. Let's play. I just love him so much. <laughs> I am pissed that we missed on uh, on Bobo by by three picks. Now that I'm looking at it, I'm still mad about it. We picked up Iggy. Yep. All right. Yeah, it was a terrible draft. I stand corrected there. I wouldn't want anyone else in that in that draft. They was talking about the draft, the uh, the Kevin Knox draft, obviously. That draft, we should have taken Shea Gilders Alexander. Yeah, we took it to anybody. Literally anyone. <laughs> okay, yeah. So maybe not for the RJ, but yeah. I don't know how we got here, but I would trade for OG, no problem. Uh, everything else, if if we could maybe somehow get our hands on Devin Booker at the end of the uh, at the end of the year, I'll do that. Otherwise, I don't want Demar Derozan. I don't want Zach Levine. I don't want Carl Anthony Towns. I don't want any of these guys that are rumored to be on the trade block. That are uh, <laughs> look. Uh, I don't think he's on the trade block. <laughs> if he's not he is, the trade block. If he is, I'll trade the whole like team. That, man. I will trade the whole team. I'll I'll trade and I will give up anything you want. I will trade my I'll trade the Jets. Uh, give him Sauce Gardner. I'll give the Cowboys <laughs> Sauce Gardner at, for Luka Doncic. I don't know Greg's happy about that, but hey. <laughs> I would literally do that trade. Um I'm just saying, you know, like I'm not saying it's going to happen. There's a very small probability of that even being a realistic option. All I'm saying is that this this front office, and I've been down on this front office, okay, especially after this past offseason for how they handled business. They're even keeled right now. They're somewhere in the middle. Don't cut it out. That's all I'm saying. So you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to trade at this deadline. That's what we got here. That's the conclusion. Of if this we get, if we do a here. trade that's around the edges, fine. If we're getting draft capital to move up in the draft, fine. If you're telling me we're going to get that bona fide dude on this team, fine. But if we're just going to be trading draft picks to go get like a lot of draft picks, a lot of young guys to go get OG Ananobi. I'd be more hyped if you told me like OG's worth like two draft picks. And whatever players, mm. not Donovan Mitchell, three first rounders, unprotected picks, three pick swaps. Get out of here. I'm not doing that. But I, no, I wouldn't do that either. But I would do RJ, OB, and a pick. But that's not what they want. You know yeah. I mean? I mean, I mean, that's, that's a Mitchell trade. 
That's a Mitchell trade. They wanted the the problem was RJ and a couple picks, right? And they it was or no RJ and a, and a lot of picks. Like wasn't 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 that how how it got it came reported? Came down to like RJ, I think quickly. Yeah, three fully unprotected firsts. Oh, three plus yeah. those guys. Oh, I thought it was way less. No, nope. with RJ three. involved. Yeah, no, it was three. Yeah, well, you know, they're aiming for this guy out there in Toronto. They're gonna bring their boy home. Hashtag bring RJ home. <laughs> bring Canada's finest home. He deserves it. Well, after going off the rail on this pod. And getting to the conclusion of, I don't even know what we got to the conclusion of, but whatever you wanted. Well, we got, well, we were talking, this all happened because we were talking OB trade. And so that, 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 that's how it went off the rails. So we're just talking OB trade. I was, you know, we're talking moderate trades that could happen, but you kind of want to hold off for a superstar. I just don't think that superstar is ever going to walk through that door. That's my, that's my problem. That's, that, 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 that's why we kind of, you know, that's where the conversation went off the rails and we started debating because you want to keep waiting. That's the Knicks way. That's the Knicks fan way. Like, don't worry, bro. He's coming. Don't worry. That superstar Paul, you know, that he's going to come. He's going to want to trade or he's going to come in free agency. That's the Knicks way. I just don't ever see that happening. We've, in my opinion, we have to, we have to overpay for someone like OG and you disagree, which is cool too. I'm just saying like, that's, I think that's where we're, that's where we're for sure. For sure. The th- and the way I look at the way I'll get it too, right? Like, let's look at, let's look at Owen as a good option, right? Traded two first round picks to get DeJounte Murray. Obviously a little bit more than that. I'm just saying the two first round picks. Terrible trade for them. Next, next thing they know, Kevin Durant's available. Would it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but forget that. That's just a terrible trade for them. Let's, let's, let's end that. Let's end that with that though. They traded a couple picks for that bona fide star. That's how I feel about OG. Okay. Fair. That's how I feel about OG. You're giving up so much for a level of play that's, It'll be competitive, but it's not like if I'm trading that much in assets, we really got to go over the top. That's and fair. I'd rather do that to move up in the first, in the first, in the draft, this year's draft, find that dude around the edges that, cause someone always drops, right? Mm-hmm. Mitchell, Booker, 13th round picks. Giannis had to Cupo, 15th round, 15th, uh, 15th pick, not rounds, like 13th. <laughs> 13th picks for, for Mitchell. Yeah. What now, Tom Brady? Giannis, like Giannis 15th round, bro. 15th round, 15th round in the, uh, in the NBA. Uh, you know, it, it's, they're all there. Like, finding a Jokic, like, in that way, that, that's, that's very rare. But I'm just saying, like, if you, you, even around there, Shea Gilgis Alexander was another guy that you found around those edges. Like, just I move get what you're saying. Move you'd on. Rather keep, you'd rather yeah. keep the picks than, than spend on someone like OG. I got you. You don't think I was going to take you over the top. I'm with you. All right. After that fun debate, let us know if you want. Well, what if you would want to trade Obi? If you want to would trade RJ, and who and what would you trade them for? Realistically and unrealistically. Yeah, let us know the unrealistic options. I want to hear like all the crazy options. I want to see a bunch of like. I want to see like, how many people want KD on this team. Because <laughs> that's my unrealistic option. You want? You want? You want? If you want to, if you want to tell me be crazy. Do you have one fantasy trade? I'm doing all, I'm trading RJ, Obi, and however many picks you want for KD. Oh, imagine them. picks till like, eternity. I, I'm just, I'm just, imagine Luca came to the Knicks and Brunson's like, yo, man, like, I, I want to be my own dude, man. Like, what are we doing here? No, it's okay. Now he established dominance here. Like, are you going to come? Now it's my team. I'm the captain of this ship. 
I just do you think that we're ever gonna one day have a statue of a player? They the odds are out there. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I don't think I don't think they'll ever do it. In New York City, just put up a statue of a random player. Even if he wins a championship, I don't think they'll ever Patrick do Ewing it. didn't even get a statue. Well, he didn't want a chip. People, I mean, people joke like saying there will be a statue outside if you just get to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, but I know that's like a joke. But you know, we just, we're talking Dallas, talking Dirk. I think Luca's gonna get a statue in, in in Dallas. To be honest with you, you know, I don't think the Knicks would ever do that, right? Even if someone wanted to, chip, like, even if Melo came on a chip with us, he would he wouldn't get a statue. He just get standing ovation. Nah, if Melo won the chip, he would get he would get a statue. You think Dolan would have created a statue of Carmelo Anthony outside his outside his garden? Yes. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and on that note, thank you all for tuning in for the next episode of the Nick Shets Etc. Podcast. You all know to do. Please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We're also partnered with Fanside and Minute Media, so you can find this podcast on the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press. We also got that YouTube page. Knicks coming, Jets coming, ETC, period, no one writes out, etc. That shit's wild. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. When we watch video, leave a comment, add to the conversation. We already told you what you to, to add to the conversation. Let us know your craziest trades. Let us know if you think someone would build a statue. Let me know. Let, let us know if you think James Dolan would build a statue of Carmelo Anthony if he won a championship here in New York. I need, we need answers to that. We need answers. I need to know if I have something to look forward to. Is it ever going to happen? Can it happen? Yes, it will happen. Also, while you're over at that YouTube channel, we got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Jim Murphy. These guys go through every single sport possible. College football is over. NFL Uh, playoffs are... I mean, we have one more game, but it can't top that semifinal. One more game. Can't top the semifinal, as John says. But hey, if you like putting down money down the line because you love sports betting, these guys got you covered. Also, last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for the Jets next episode. Not Jets. Whoops. Also went off the rails over there. Thank you Jets for tuning in for the next episode of the Next Jets, etc. podcast. We out. Jets bother me, man. They've been thinking, I've been on, they are on my mind. <laughs> Georgia, but but the Jets. <laughs> Let's go next. <laughs> <laughs>